Society tells us a lot of different things. And many times we adjust ourselves and the way that we live our lives based to what society says. Right now within our society, and obviously this isn't everybody, but a great number of people within our society, when you say that you are a Christian or that you are a believer, you're looked upon differently. The truth is this. You cannot say anything about any religion because it is looked upon incorrectly. And you shouldn't make fun of anything. I'm not advocating that. But you can say anything you want about Christianity. And it's okay. Within our society. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Somebody makes a joke about somebody of, of, of a different religion. It is frowned upon highly. But a Christian stands up and says something and they are ostracized. It's the way the society is working. And it's always been that way. And it's going to continue to be that way. And here's the interesting part of the funny part. The first time or the first thing that arises, what does everybody put on social media? Hashtag pray for fill in the blank. There is a terrorist attack. Hashtag pray for that city. There is a tornado. Hashtag pray for that city. There is an issue. Hashtag pray for that city. I wonder if they ever really pray or they, you know, at least they know how to spell the word. And they, you know, most people at least. And aside from that, the first time we do something wrong or a Christian says something they shouldn't, they're beat down. Oh, but I thought you were a Christian. And what happens is that so many times we call ourselves Christian, but the question is this, are we actually living the way that Christ called us to live? I mean, have you ever encountered somebody who talks or says they're a Christian, but doesn't necessarily walk like a Christian? I'm not going to ask you if it's been you, although all of us have done that at one point in time or another. All of us. In today's society, the first time that anybody that's a believer that has any type of sense of notoriety or, or, or popularity gets interviewed, they're asked questions to try to catch them or trip them up or tempt them to say something that is going to be polarizing. We see it all the time. And they did the same thing to Jesus. Go to Matthew chapter 22. Start there. Matthew chapter 22, starting in verse 34. It says, But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Now, a lawyer here is the person who would interpret the law of Moses. If you didn't know, before the new dispensation, before Jesus dies and resurrects from the grave and opens the veil so that we can get to God, people had to live under the law. Now, many of us think the law was comprised of 10 commandments. If you think there was only 10 commandments, newsflash, there were 613 of them. The law had 613 commandments, or let's say, look at it this way, statutes that they had to follow. So this person who is called a lawyer is the one that would interpret it. People would come and ask, hey, can I do this? Can I not do this? They would interpret it for people. And so they wanted to try to trick Jesus, to corner him and to tempt him. And that was the question that they asked. Verse number 36, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Now, why is this a trick question? It's a trick question because according to the law, if you failed on one, you were impure, unclean, and you missed the boat. 
It's not like you missed one out of 613, so you got a 99.9%. It didn't work that way. So him asking the question, what's the greatest one? It's kind of saying, what are the ones that I can break? So they're trying to trick him into answering something that's going to put him in a bad spot. And so Jesus, look how he answered the question. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus answered and said this, here's the commandment, love God and people. Jesus continues to say, in that, on these two, hang all the law and the prophets. In other words, if you are loving God and people, you will fulfill everything else. What does that mean? Well, the command, the, the, the law talked about not stealing. Well, I don't like to be stolen from. Anybody here like to be stolen from? No. I don't like, uh, I wouldn't want somebody to, 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 to steal from me, to hurt me, to murder me or someone around me. If you are loving people in the same way that you love yourself, you're not going to be doing all these different things. So they were trying to trick Jesus so they can go on social media and blast them. Social media existed back then. It was just different. They went to the social circles and told everybody, hey, look what he said. Now we just tweet about it or Instagram or whatever terminology. How do you say, do you, is it called gram it? I don't know. How do you say it? Because Twitter, you say tweet it. I'm seriously asking the question. Anyone? No? Instagram post or whatever. They wanted to be able to blast him somehow. But he answered and said, you love. Now, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says that when God was creating everyone, this is what he said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let us make man in our image. That word there, us, is the word Elohim. It was the plural for God. It was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, everybody together. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over all of the beasts, the cattle, all of the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God said, let us make man in our image. First John chapter 4 says that God is love. So if God is love and we are made in the image of God, therefore, we are supposed to be a picture of love. And who are we supposed to love? Everyone that we encounter. Every place that we might be, we're called to love. Does it make us perfect? Heck no. I mean, I'm not perfect. I mess up more often than I should. As a matter of fact, this week uh, uh, on, on Thursday, I had a little mishap. I, I, I'd like to say I probably got about a C minus. In November and December, open enrollment for insurances comes about, right? You have everybody? I spent a week deciphering all the different medical plans available. Because you need like a law degree almost to figure this out. I went through all the different dental plans and, you know, like finding what's the right one, what's the best price, what's the coverage, what's the thing. I finally picked one and I enrolled Patty, myself and the three girls. They sent me the premium. I called them to insure because some of these dental plans and insurance plans, if even though you pay for starting January 1st, you can't start using it on January 1st. It's ridiculous, right? 
So I even called them. Hey, when can I take my kids to the dentist? Because they have an appointment January 3rd. We had made the appointment six months ago in their last clean. You're supposed to go every six months, whatever. It's hilarious. We take our girls every six months. I haven't gone to the dentist in two years. But anyways, don't tell anybody. And if you're like me, when you're going to go to the dentist, you floss all that week. Or the dentist is like, hey, you haven't been flossing. I was like, yep, last time I was here, you did it for me. But anyways... So I, I, I pay for the plan. They're like, if you pay before December 31st, you've got the coverage starting January 1st. I paid for the plan. I did all the different stuff. And I get to the dentist office with my kids and my stuff. And they're like, oh, it's going to be X amount of money. It's like, no, no, I got insurance this year. I got dental coverage this time. It's like, oh, what insurance? It's like, here's the information. It's like, oh, we don't take that plan. It's like, say what? No, 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 no. We, we, we just told them, we just signed papers that we're not taking them anymore. It's like, you're on their website. Oh, no, but we don't take them anymore. So, you know, and, and then she's like, you know, do you want to leave and figure it out and come back another day? And I'm like, I'm already here. Here's my, how much is it? Here's my credit card. I'll figure it out after I go to pay. And the, the girl couldn't hear what I said. She wasn't paying attention. I don't know. But she asked a question and I kind of snapped. I was like, just charge me. Here it is. I went outside to deal with the phone, call the insurance company, the difference thing. But, but something was wrong. I, I, I shouldn't have acted the way I did. So, you know, when they visited the kids, saw the doctor and all stuff, before leaving, I went up to the young lady. I was like, listen, I want to apologize because I didn't speak to you the way I should have. And the girl goes, oh, wow. Thank you for apologizing. And I said, here's the truth. When we mess up, we need to acknowledge it and make it right. So I apologize for speaking to you a certain way. Now, I could have been of the mindset, hey, it's normal for me to get upset when somebody tells me you're not accepting something that I spent hours researching and paid for and all the different things. And at the end of the day, technically I'm right. I have reason to act this way. No, I don't, because that's not walking in love. I'm not walking in love in the way I spoke. So how do I change it or how do I fix it, acknowledge that I was wrong, and apologize, make it right? Because Jesus said, love God, love people. As a matter of fact, he takes it a step further. Go to Matthew chapter 5 and buckle up because this one's going to rough. It's rough. Matthew chapter 5. He says this. Matthew 5, verse number... I lost you. 43. Thank you. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now, we'll stop here for a second. First things first, you shall love your neighbor as part of the law. Hate your enemy was not. That was an addition that people started doing. If you have a study Bible, you're going to notice that you shall love your neighbor in italics with a little number or little letter next to it telling you where else that is in the scripture, but that you shall hate your neighbor is not. Why? Because that's not a quote. That doesn't exist anywhere else in the law. But that's how people were living their life. You shall heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Then he says, but I tell you this, 
Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Let me read one more time. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. And sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Love your enemies. Year 2019, as I was wrapping up 2018 and spending time in prayer and seeking the Lord, I was like, Lord, what what do you want to hit in 2019 for 3W Church? What is it that you want? And I felt the Lord lead me to this passage and say that 2019 is the year of love. Year of love. And who are we called to love? God and everyone else. See, too many times as Christians, we judge people because they dress a certain way, because they act a certain way, because they look a certain way, because they're from a certain place or another place or do this or do that or do the other. And that's not what we're called to do. We're called to love people and let God take care of the rest. The love of God is what's going to reach people and change people. The love of God is what's going to get people to understand if they are doing something that they shouldn't be doing and let God then change them, not us. I heard somebody recently get upset with, with somebody else and be like, oh man, I, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't able to change you. Well, you're not called to change me. You're called to love me and let God do the thing. Too many times we enter marriage and we think, oh, we're going to change this in our spouse or change that in our spouse. I I, I know a couple, well, they're not a couple anymore. Day one, they started having issues. One party has said to the other, you know, I, exp- I, I like to, when I get home, I, I, I want there to be food on the table and this and that, all the different stuff. The other person said, I love cooking. It's great. Well, guess what happened? They got married day one. Person got home. Hey, where's dinner? Oh, no, you know, and the thing. And it started beginning. I told you from day one. Oh, but I thought it wasn't real. And I was going to change. It didn't last. It didn't work. It's one of the reasons we tell young people, young people, and listen, adults that are single as well, don't go out there missionary dating. If you don't know that term, missionary dating is going out there and dating a person who doesn't know Christ with the intent that you're going to bring them to Christ. Doesn't work. As a matter of fact, I mean, I don't know a percentage, but a probably very, very high percentage ends up moving you away from God as opposed to you bringing the person to God. Pastor, but I'm lonely, and this person's paying attention to me. 
Pursue God first, he'll take care of everything else. Pursue God first, he'll take care of everything else. But let's get back to love. Love God, love everyone else. Everywhere where you go. As a matter of fact, here's the truth. People should recognize us by our love. Patty and I went to have lunch at Chili's the other day. Don't go to Chili's often. But somebody gave us a gift card for Christmas, and we, you know, we're going to have a little date lunch. Told you, date your wife. So we were like, hey, we got a gift card to Chili's. Let's go to Chili's. We ate, you know, whatever. We talked, other stuff. I left Chili's, and guess what? I took Chili's smell with me. And I got home, and I went, man, I smell. I didn't even have fajitas, and I smell like fajitas. This, this all has to go straight in the hamper. This needs to get washed. Why? The smell exuded. I remember I was a third grade teacher in Dade County Public Schools, and I had a young boy that was from a Muslim family, and during the time of Ramadan, there are very uh, specific things they can eat and can't eat and different stuff. And guess what? Whatever you eat, you exude that smell. And I had this one specific student, I had a, 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 the kid that sat next to this, uh, this student, gets back from P when there's like, Mr. Mr. Perez, I think somebody left a sandwich in a desk and it went bad. There's this weird, and I knew exactly what it was because I had had students before or whatever. And I was like, no, don't worry about it. Whatever you eat, man, I went through a phase where I, I love garlic. If you didn't know that about me, I love garlic. Like I eat raw garlic. It's good for you and I love it. Like, if I'm chopping up garlic to season a steak, I'll throw some of the cloves in my mouth as I'm chopping it. I I like garlic. And I went through a time that I was eating so much garlic that I would sweat, and people are like, smells like garlic. I was like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Coming right out of the pores. It's a picture of how love needs to be in us. It needs to come out of our pores. Everywhere we go, Everyone we encounter. Jesus said, your enemies love them. We take them off our Christmas card list. Somebody didn't talk to us. Oh, they, did. they did this to me. I am not mailing them a Christmas card because that'll show them. No, 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 no. Go out of your way and call them on their birthday. Be like, God bless you. And he loves you. And I'm working on it too. No, don't say that part. (laughs) Show the love of God to every person you encounter everywhere. And not just the ones who loved you, not just the one that showed favor to you, not just the ones that were kind to you, to every single person. Because Jesus said, love your neighbor, bless those who curse you, pray for those who use you. And you know that he's not saying, pray for them, be like, Lord, strike them with lightning for treating me this way. No, 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 no. Lord, bless them, prosper them, let them find you. Pray for them. Couple of things. Number one, you're not perfect, and chances are you've hurt someone else, and you still want to experience the love of God. And number two, because it's the commandment that Jesus gave, love God, love others. 
And I challenge every single one of you this year, make it a point to find someone every single day to show love to. Make it a point. Oh, pastor, I'm retired. I don't leave my house or I'm this. How am I going to show that? Listen, every day somebody comes to your door to put mail in a slot. Find out what time the mailman comes or mail lady. I don't know what's the politically correct way of saying it. Mail person. And when they get to your door, greet them with a bottle of water and say, God bless you. He loves you. Find an opportunity to bless people. We live in Miami. Miami is the second least church city in the United States of America. 4% of people, 4% of people in Miami claim to be a follower of Christ, to be a Christian. That includes every Christian denomination, Methodist, Presbyterian, Catholic, Luther, includes them all, 4%. That means that 96% of the people don't. So you're walking with your little buggy out of Publix and you see someone, acknowledge them and say, hey, good afternoon, God bless you. They might look stunned. but you started something. Offer to help people. Offer to show the love of God. Don't judge people. Don't criticize people. Don't put people down. You know that Christians are the worst at it. Nobody that comes to this church, this is in general. They're the worst. We see a brother or sister in Christ having a situation and instead of praying for them and helping them, we go as like, oh, but if you would have done it this way, you probably wouldn't be in that situation. Listen, if anybody from our church ever tells you that, please come tell me directly. It's not what Christianity is. Do you know how many people will never step foot into a church because of an interaction with a Christian? As a matter of fact, I would venture to say that if I asked you to raise your hand, if you've had interactions with people that call themselves Christians but didn't walk like a Christian, all of us would be able to raise our hand. Let's not compound the problem and be part of it. Let's change. Let's shift. And let's walk around showing the love of Jesus to everyone that we encounter. Love God. Love people. Oh, but pastor, that person is doing this and that's wrong. God still loves them. So should you. Oh, pastor, but this person, you don't understand what they did. We just read a verse that says God loves people so much that he lets the sun come up on the good ones and the bad ones. The rain comes down upon the just and the unjust. John 3.16, come on, most famous verse in the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know what that means? Everyone 
can attain the love of God. So you ask, Pastor, how do I live as a Christian? Walk in love. Pastor, what should be my focus in 2019? Love people. Love people. I mean, go out of your way to love people. Like, let it be known. Like, in your office, you should be the one. Hey, there comes the lover. There comes the one. I mean, every single time. I remember I used to work at, at a school in, in Miami, and, and I would walk in, and I'm always, I, 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 I'm, I, I, now that I've gotten old and got all this gray hair, I started drinking coffee. But back then, I didn't drink coffee. I didn't need it. People are like, man, you're just always so like wired. You're like this, you know, whatever. I was like, yeah, because I wake up with the joy of the Lord. I'm good. I'm ready to roll. Some would make fun of me. Some would whatever. And that's happened to me in everywhere I've worked. But guess what? You know who they called every time they had an issue? Hey, can you pray for me? Of course. Right now, let's do it. I challenge you, 2019. Make it the year of love. Who do we love? Everybody. Everybody. I mentioned that a couple weeks ago, we, we got to go down to a homeless, uh, uh, a veteran center that deals with homeless vets. That's another conversation because we should treat our vets better. But anyways, there was one gentleman in particular, 60 some odd years old. I asked him if he wanted anything to, to pray for. His prayer request, he's homeless, living on the street. His prayer request was for the men and women serving overseas in our country right now. So we prayed for that. And then I asked him, may I hug you? And he started crying. You can ask some of the men that were there with us. And I just hugged this man. And he said, that's what I needed because people just look over us, look past us. Church, love people. Love people. And let the love of God be what reaches them. They tried to trick Jesus. They tried to tempt him and corner him. And he answered and said, here's the greatest commandment. Love God and love people. Love God and love people. Come on, say that with me. Love God, love people. One more time. Love God, love people.